0: Hey, this is Seth Rose, host of Beyond Sunday. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope it gives you some inspiration as you're moving throughout your week. And I hope that you can see that God is really moving in your life. Enjoy the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Sunday. I am your host, Seth Rose. And we are getting into that week of Christmas I hope that uh, everybody is ready for this time of year. I know it can be a stressful time of year. We're maybe trying to finish up and scramble to get things done at work. We're trying to get those last minute gifts. We're making dinner plans and visitation plans to who we're going to see, maybe uh, who, who we're not going to be able to see. And, um, you know, I would just encourage you to, during this time of year while it's very easy to kind of get stressed, take it easy on yourself. Have, give yourself a little bit of grace and uh, give yourself a chance to rest and uh, have some reflection time and maybe um, get ready for this next uh, season in your life, the new year. Um, maybe have some different goals set for yourself um, over the course of the next year. So I hope that you're able to maybe focus in on some of those things. But uh, given that it's the season of Christmas, I I, I would uh, be remiss if I did not have uh, an episode that is dedicated to this time of year and to our our Savior, uh, Jesus. And just what an amazing story that is overall. So so that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, I want to thank you for joining me and taking the time this uh to, to listen to yet another another episode especially during this time of uh, time of year and so i i do want to talk about the christmas story this week but i want to take it from a different perspective than just focusing on jesus i want to I want to talk about a couple of people from this story that play a significant role but sometimes i think they get left in the in the background and they don't get talked about near as much but they probably have more of a relatable story to all of us than we kind of give them credit for and that is mary and joseph and so i'll start with with mary and how she's relatable Um, But first we got to start in in the Bible and uh, I'm going to use from the uh, book of Luke and in Luke chapter one, verse 26. I'll pick it up where it says that God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. And I'll just stop right there real quick because I think that this is so relatable because I think oftentimes God wants to use us in his plans and what he wants to accomplish. And oftentimes when he wants to use us, it doesn't quite look like anything that is a plan designed by God. And... Oftentimes it can be a a little bit of a messy situation initially um, and can be very confusing and oftentimes leaves us very disturbed. Uh, When I look back over my life and people that I know and and different things that that I know about them that they they deal with, uh, I think some of those uh, examples could be messy relationships. It could be a family drama. It can be uh, maybe a situation at work that has you stressed and uh, just has different things going on that, that you really don't want to have to deal with. Uh, it could be a health diagnosis. There are just so many different facets in which God is working that, I mean, he's, he's everywhere. He is everywhere at all times. And so there's really no way to quantify where he is, where he is involved and where he's working and where he's trying to use you at. But I do know that a lot of times that when he's trying to use us, it can be oftentimes very confusing and disturbing. And, and in this case, I think that's the case for Mary, especially when you kind of consider a lot of people think that Mary was a very young uh, teenage girl, which is, in today's context, it would seem disturbing too, because you know here it is that God wants to use potentially a teenage woman to mother uh, his his child into this world. But uh, back then, I mean, I think this that was a little bit more normal. But still, I think from a maturity standpoint, she's she's young, and here God wants to use her to bring bring something into this world. Now she, he hadn't really said yet, but he does follow up and, and says uh, that picking up in verse 30, don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. You will, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. And he'll be very great. And will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor, David, and he will reign over Israel for forever. His kingdom will never end. And of course, Mary's still confused and, I know I certainly would be I mean here this angel saying that you're going to give birth to this child who's going to be this king that's going to reign forever and I mean Mary at this point it's kind of a relatively just average person um, nothing significant what's awesome is is that God sees us very differently and then that just how we kind of oftentimes look at ourselves we're just average we're just trying to get by. And I think we tell ourselves that a lot, and you know, God, God actually sees us very differently, and He sees us uniquely, and He has certain characteristics that He's put into us, and He has certain qualities about our about our character and about our life that He wants to use, and He wants to pull out of us. Be, and He knows that because, of course, He has created you uniquely in His own image, so. It's a little bit of a sidebar, but I you know, wanted to take the time to uh, remind someone of that. I, I think that that, that is uh, obviously very important that we don't lose sight of that. And so Mary is being reminded of that by this angel named Gabriel. Of course, down at the end, I, 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 I wanna skip down to Mary's response to all of this. And uh, in verse uh, 38, she responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And I think what's significant about her response is we see it from our lens because we've, we we hear this story, we read this story um, every year, and we know what her response is, and I think that we get a little desensitized to what her response is. I think we become so accustomed, and, and we just expect that, of course, yeah, that's Mary's response, but as I was preparing for this message today and praying to God about it, you know, it was like He laid on my heart. Okay, she could have just as easily said, no, don't choose me, choose someone else. Like, I can't accept this burden. I can't accept the the issues that this is going to put on my life. And as I sat there, I thought, you know, yeah. Like, she could have responded that way. And then I wonder, And I asked God this, okay, well, if that is her response, then how how would this story have played out? What would have been different? What would have been, you know, significantly changed? And it was like He hit me with the answer Well, well, nothing would have changed. The story still would have been the same. It would have just been somebody else. And, you know, you could go down a rabbit hole with that because God's plan is always going to come to fruition. God's plan's always going to happen. It's just, are we going to play a part in it or not? And I think a lot of times we get so caught up in trying to control everything, trying to control the narrative. I mean, look, I, I've pointed it out several times, we will look at, or I'm sorry, social media plays such a significant role in, in each and every one of our lives. Um, as sad as it is that, that really honestly is the reality. Um, I kind of learned this a few years ago. Uh, we, we, in my church group, we had, um, we took a fast from social media and it was only like a 30 day fast. But let me tell you that the first couple of weeks, Ooh, man, that, that was so difficult. Uh, just trying to not pull up a social media app you know, just either out of boredom, you have nothing to do with, you're just trying to find something to do with your hands, you know, afraid you're going to miss something, that, that fear of missing out. Whatever the case was that was driving, I, I do remember it being difficult. So, you know, with that said, you know, social media is a, is a huge driving factor in how many of us are always trying to control the narrative. I mean, we talked about it on previous episodes. You'll very rarely see anything kind of negative when there you're always trying to see the the best of what we have going on in our lives. Sometimes we don't even like the way that we see ourselves and the way that God has created us in his own image and therefore we use filters to try and filter out what we think are imperfections when really that's just life itself. And so we're always in control or trying to be in control. And I wanna challenge you with this thought which is that you don't always have the power to control everything. But you do always have the power. You have all the power to surrender. Now, I'll say that again. You don't have the power to control everything, but you do have the power to always surrender. And I think that that's really all God's ever asking of us. He asks us to be a part of his plan. He presents that to us. And we have the power to either accept it or not. Accepting it is a level of surrender. And giving it up to him, you know, it, it, you're going to find yourselves in some situations where you're going to say, this sucks. I, I really don't want to be a part of this. However, even in those moments that, that suck and that are terrible and you don't want to be a part of God is still at work. God is still present. He's on this scene and he, and he wants to work and God just wants a, a posture, a heart posture of saying, while I don't want to be in this situation, while I don't want to deal with the, the fallout and the consequences, that I'm still giving this up to you and I'm still allowing you to use this situation, this scenario that I'm in to overall let your plan play out. Now, going back to Mary's example, we see it as just she's going to be impregnated by the Holy Spirit to have his child. However, what it doesn't really discuss is, is all of the second and third order effects and all the different scenarios that are going to have an impact in her life. Here you have a young teenage girl. She's engaged to Joseph, who I'm sure is just a quality guy like he he's a stand up dude he's a hard worker he provides for his family he's ready to provide for his family he's he's probably he has good standing within his community and in his family it even says that he is a descendant of king david so clearly he he's in a he's in a family of influence so clearly like mary has a lot going for her she has a bright future ahead of her And now she has one of two choices. She could either say, uh, no, I I have a lot going for me. I I can't take this opportunity here because if I take this opportunity here, well, people are going to judge me. People are going to think that I had some relations out of wedlock. People are going to think that I hooked up with somebody that's not Joseph or that me and Joseph hooked up before we got married. Now, in today's society, they may that may not sound too significant, and we may even say, well, Who cares? Who cares? They, they what they did is between them, but back then, that's a huge, significant uh, issue. Um, it's culturally unacceptable, and, and, and so it was a huge deal. So, there's a lot on this that that honestly kind of makes mary look terrible in the public's eye because they don't know the full backstory and let's be honest if we were if she were to tell the truth which I, i i know she did i'm sure she did um and she talks about how she became pregnant she says hey yeah this angel talked to me and the holy spirit actually impregnated me and here she is a 16 year old woman I can only imagine how many people would laugh at that because it happens today. It happens today. You you will you will tell this story. I see it every. I see it every year, where people are talking about the Bible and they and they talk about these stories and how they're fairy tales and there's no way that that could have happened. And so if even recounting this and the fact that a large amount of people in this world celebrate this holiday, yet they scoff at the idea of how it came to be. The same's obviously probably going to be true for Mary. She's going to come under a lot of scrutiny. So that's one option is, is that she just says, no, yeah, no, thanks. But, but no thanks. Maybe you, you can find somebody else to be a part of this uh, radical plan. But instead, no, she says, no, I, I'm going to be a, a willing servant and let you use me and be the mother of this child. Now, she also knows what's going to come with that. Now, there's probably some things that she didn't think of that eventually do happen in her life. She certainly didn't know of the heartbreak that's going to come later on down the road when she sees her son uh, brutally, brutally beaten and hung on a cross. She obviously didn't see that coming and the heartbreak that that was going to bring her as a mother. But... I'm sure there's other things that weren't really spoken about in the Bible that just happened as just part of her everyday life. No different than some things that are significant to us may not seem so significant to others, but it is significant to us and it does play a factor. And so I just want to encourage you to, to maybe think in terms of, of like Mary, like there are certain situations in your life. And will you surrender what is going on around you and those things around you to God. Maybe it's a a strained relationship. Maybe it's um, an opportunity to help somebody out that you are in a unique position to help them out. And while you may, while that may make an impact on them, I am willing to just about bet you that there's probably four or five other people, if not more, that your actions to one person is going to affect those four or five others because that's just how God works. Or... Are you going to say somebody else can take care of that? That's somebody else's problem. Because if we're honest, that's what happens a lot of times, is that we just say, no, that's not my problem. I'm going to let somebody else handle that. I'm going to let somebody else take care of that. Now, that's using Mary as an example. And I told you that we would use both Mary and Joseph. And so in Joseph, he has a unique backstory in this as well. Now, Joseph is... I'm a guy, so I, I think I can relate with Joseph. I mean, Joseph is is kind of put into a very awkward position. Now, you can find... Uh, I, I'm going to use the story that's in the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 19. It says, Joseph to whom... Uh, I'm sorry. Let's actually go back to uh, verse 18. We'll pick it up in verse 18 Don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Joseph, Joseph, man, like I, I feel for this dude, right? Because when you read this, I mean, essentially, Joseph is the stepdad, right? It's not his seed. It's it, it didn't come from him. And And in this case, God is the God is the dad. Now, let's take the, the if, if we can, we have to almost work just a little bit, right, to put yourself exactly where they are, right? That, that this is not a Bible story. This is not a story you've ever heard before. This is Joe, Joe and Mary. They're, they're wonderful people. You've been around them. And all of a sudden, Mary's pregnant and you know that they didn't hook up. And if you're Joe, you, you know, that there is no way that you impregnated her. Right. But she is pregnant. She is pregnant after all. Now it says that he didn't want to publicly shame her. And I think that that also speaks to his character. Cause how often, how often are we all about public shaming some people? And I'm just as guilty of it. Sometimes like it's just like, hey, they're the ones that transgressed in this area. They're the ones that's gotta suffer the consequences. I've seen it play out so many times. I know you have to. I'm sure that you were there's times where you've taken joy in it, let's be honest. And Joe's in a prime opportunity where he could do that. There's nothing the saying that he couldn't have done that. Do I think that God would have vindicated her? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think I think so. But now I'm, I'm trying to think for God. It's possible that he, that he doesn't. But the fact that Joe would not, did not want to public, publicly disgrace her, I think, says a lot about his character. And it's also, I think, why he's a perfect candidate to be the stepfather of Jesus and to have a hand in raising him and instill values in him. However, he is silently and quietly trying to quit on Mary. I think that there's probably a lot of people that could be listening to this that are silently and quietly trying to quit on God's plan. God's put you in a unique situation. God has set everything up. He's put the people in your life. He's put the situation in your life. And initially you were like, yeah, I'm I'm about it. I'm about God's work and I'm about making things better. But then it gets a little messy. It gets a little confusing. It gets a little disturbing and then it's easy to quit, but you don't want to tell God, right? You don't want to tell God that, Hey, look, dog, I'm out. I don't want, I don't want any part of this. So you, instead of saying is, so instead of just being honest with God, you, you think that you're going to try, try to quietly get out of the scenario. And here again, this is our way of trying to control things, to try to control the narrative. Oh, I don't want to disgrace her, but I also don't want to be a part of this issue. So I'm just going to ghost this situation. And it's it's not, it's not not you, it's me, right? That's how we handle a lot of situations. Rather than being honest, and especially of all, rather than being honest to God. So here we are again, trying to control the situation. This this will be one I, I have noticed this a lot. We we use social media earlier. Now, I think in the early days of social media, if you were to see someone was separating or getting a divorce or something like that, like you you'll see that people would put that on on maybe their status, that, that, that that's something they were gonna go through. I mean, after all, most people that are close to them in their lives they already know what's going on. They already know what's happening. But now something that I've noticed and just it's not something that we ever really talk about out loud but for all being honest we we notice it, that it's a trend how many of us know that someone's going through some some things in their life maybe it's a divorce and all of a sudden it doesn't say anything about that you just notice that they're not married anymore Maybe then eventually later on, you notice, oh, hey, so-and-so is in a relationship. They never got divorced. And and it happens. And I understand it. I completely understand that situation. In fact, I mean, I went through a season of my life. I did the exact same thing. So I'm not judging by any means. But I want to highlight the, the fact that we did it silently and we were trying to be controlling. We tried to control the narrative. We tried to control how people would view things and see things or say things. But in reality, we weren't in control of anything. I mean, the fact of the matter is, is those things were still happening. The people that were uh, that, that know us and actually spend time in our lives, they know what's going on, yet we're still trying to control everything. And so I think that this is Joseph's way of still trying to control everything. He He just doesn't want to be a part of the situation, but yet Another angel came to him and asked him not to be afraid, told him not to be afraid uh, to take Mary as his wife and that the child is being conceived by the Holy Spirit. Now, again, just the same as it is with Mary. I mean, you hear that on the surface and and it's just like, nah, there's no way there's no way that's happening. I mean, that 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 would be a hard pill to swallow, I think, if you're Joseph. If I'm Joseph, that's a hard pillow to swallow. When you when you take it out, out out of out of the fact that it's in the Bible and I'm actually in that present day and it's going down, but I I just I think it's amazing to see how Joseph handled that and the fact that again, rather than trying to control the scenario, he evaluated it. He see that he's seen that God wanted to use him and to play a significant role in being a physical parent. Here on, here on earth, to raising Jesus. And how easy it could have been for him to say no, and yet he said yes. He chose to surrender. And I want to challenge you with something this, this holiday season. I, I look, I can just about guarantee that if we sit here, and as you're sitting here listening to this right now, you are dealing with something right now in your life. It's significant to you, and it's challenging, and you want to know where God is. And what I will tell you is, is number one that God is there. God is in that situation. He is in that scenario. Whatever it is that you're dealing with, it could be with a with a family member. It could be with a friend. It could be at work. It could be a, a health diagnosis. Whatever the scenario is that that you have on your mind, God is there, present with you, and He is going to use it. The Bible says that uh, all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord, according to his, uh, according to his purpose. And so the fact that matters is that God is going to use it. Now I did put in, uh, mention at the very end, end of that, that where all things work together for the, for the good of those who love the Lord. And most often people stop right there. They'll say, well, all things will work together for the good. No, it says for those that love the Lord and that are called according to his purpose. So that means is that you have to be in line with his purpose. So God is calling you to say, Hey, this is my purpose. And this is what I want. Will you say yes? Or will you say no? That's every, it may, that may happen to you every single day. And it probably will. And it creates a situation where you have to decide yes or no. Will you surrender to God and his purpose and his plan. I think oftentimes our answer is no, we won't do that because either it's too hard. It's not what we want. And it's not the, it doesn't have the desired outcome that we envision seeing. It doesn't align with what our goals are. I think a lot of times we have our goals that are different from God's goals. And when those two don't line up, well, we want to do what we want to do. And again, we want to control things. And we seem amazed that we don't have peace and we don't have joy and we don't have this desired outcome that we were hoping for. Because at some point when you're trying to control everything, it's going to go off the rails a little bit or a lot. It just all depends on whatever that that scenario is. But one thing that, that I have found to be true is that even if it hurts a little bit, if you are willing to surrender to God and his plan and say yes to him that even in those times where it's difficult or it hurts you still have that peace you still have joy you still have a fulfillment you have contentment you have different things that that align with a a a prosperous life that most people are all trying to seek I mean I think that most of us are all trying to seek that in our life but you can't have that if you're trying to control everything and so I just want you to connect with this story a little bit in a different way and think of the fact that how easy it could have been for it to not be Mary and Joseph. It could have been, I don't know, a a guy named Elizabeth and, or I'm sorry, a woman named Elizabeth and a a dude named Dave, you know, (laughs) I'm coming up with two, two random names here, but that could have been Jesus's mom and his stepdad in this scenario. If, if Mary would have said, Nah, fam, I, I'm good, Gabriel. I, I don't want any part of this because I have too much on the line. I have too much going for me to have this happen to me and for what everybody else is going to think of me. And especially Joseph, because Joseph ain't going to buy off on this story. It would have been just as easy for her to say that. I think it would have been easier for her to say no to this entire, entire plan when Gabriel approached her. I think it would have been easier for David to say no as well. And the reason I think that it would have been easier is because there's a lot of times in my life where God has presented me with a situation, a scenario, and I could have said no, and it would have been easier to say no. A lot of times when we are surrendering to God, it is difficult. But I will promise you, though, that on the other side of it, Not only is it rewarding, but it has so much joy and fulfillment and peace. And you have just this inner prosperity in your life. You may be broke in terms of money and financially, but that inner prosperity, God's going to see you through. God's going to see you through in terms of what your physical needs are, what you're going to need in this world to to live. But in terms of that richness on the inside... That's what that's that's what surrendering to God. That's what it ultimately brings, and it also will breed to other people the same thing because they have you as an example. And then you know, of course, from there after Jesus's birth, I mean, we we know what he what he ended up doing and paying the ultimate sacrifice, and he ends up becoming our 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 Savior, and he becomes. Uh, our Redeemer and he is what has connected us back to God and, and gives us a hope for the future. But I also think that, man, he had two solid quality individuals that were in his life. It was God's number one choice. And if God's come to you, you're his number one choice. Are you gonna make him go to his second or third choice? To whoever will say yes, or will you will will you step up and say yes in this moment and 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 let him use his first choice in that moment. Because the bottom line is, his purpose is going to get done. His plan is going to come to fruition. It's going to come to pass. Whether he uses his first choice or he uses the second or third choice or eventually, who knows, maybe he has to go to the bench. But at some point, somebody will say yes. So why not? It may as well be you. So whatever you're dealing with this holiday season, stop trying to control it. Stop trying to control it because you don't have the power over over what is happening anyways. You, You really cannot control everything, no matter how hard you try. But you do have the power to surrender. And I just want to leave you with that this holiday season and going into Christmas. And so I hope that you have a great rest of the week. I hope that you have an amazing Christmas. I hope that this message resonates with you. I hope that you are, you know, with this message, I have full faith and confidence that whatever it is that you're dealing with, whatever that situation is in your mind that you are thinking of and applying it to this principle in this message, that going forward, you are going to see a lot of success and a lot of prosperity and peace and joy in that scenario, and that you are going to have more of a connectedness with your creator and with your savior and with the people that, that you've now become more antiquated with and familiar with and, and Mary and Joseph as well. And this is going to be a momentous and more joyous Christmas season for you and your family and everyone else around you. And with that, I hope that you have a very, very Merry Christmas And I will see you again next week on Beyond Sunday. Merry Christmas and God bless. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast today. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode and found it informative. If you liked what you heard, please take a moment to leave a five-star rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback is invaluable in helping improve the show and reach a wider audience. And also, don't forget to download and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you think that this would be a blessing to anyone else, please share us on your favorite social media. Thank you again, and we'll see you next week.